Welcome back to the basement, fellow music lovers. You are now tuned into yet another exciting adventure with us here on Chunky Glasses, the podcast. I'm your host, Kevin, as usual. And as usual, thank you guys for deciding you wanted to hang out with us. There's a lot of things you could be doing with your life right now, but but you're saying, hey, I'm, I'm going to hang with these guys, and we appreciate it. Uh, it's always fun down here in the basement. Always better with you down here with us. Uh, this week, we have a, a really good podcast for a little short podcast. Just, you know, I, I've been saying... Uh, and this was actually promised by my friend PJ Sykes that uh, we, uh, you know, we're, we're a talkative bunch and we can go on and on and on. But but uh, I don't know how, how well that serves us even. And I said we'll try to shorten them up. So so this is, you know, this is us trying to shorten it up. Uh, it's a potent hit of podcasting and, and, uh, and music critique. Uh, but like I so said, we're talking about Nora Jones. Uh, she has a new album called Daybreaks. Uh, you know, we all heard of her back in 2002, and uh, she had an album called Come Away With Me. I believe it won a Grammy. It would be one of the nine Grammys that she has won. Uh, an amazing artist that has branched out over the years. Uh, she's done pop. She's done country. Uh, if you haven't heard the band Little Willies, please uh, seek it out. Uh, she is uh, at, at the top, you know, the pinnacle a, uh, a musician's musicians, and and has been on Blue Note this whole time, and and now is returning back to the jazz with this new album. So, um, so we wanted to talk about that because it's a groovy little album. Um, we also wanted to talk about uh, a little thing we saw in the news where if you use Spotify, if you're on the free Spotify, you may be getting malware. So we're going to be doing that and also going to be uh, talking about a guy that uh, Marcus Moore from Bandcamp introduced me to, Mr. Moses Sumney out of Los Angeles. going to tell you a little bit more about him uh, after we talk about Nora Jones, but... But I'll just tell you right now, the man is awesome. He just opened for uh, James Blake here in D.C. at the Lincoln Theater. And uh, while I am not a fan of of Blake's work per se, that's personal preference, guys. Uh, what what uh, Moses Sumney is doing, I think, is is remarkable. So, um, so that's your podcast for this week. If you're ready, if you're if you're comfortable, if your beverage is cold, maybe you're drinking in America, maybe you're drinking a Lacroix. Uh, I don't know, but uh, if you're ready to go, then we'll just get to it. Here you go. This is episode number 227 of Chunky Glasses, the podcast, where we're reviewing the new album from Miss Nora Jones, Daybreaks. It happens here, and it finishes here. Two men enter, one man Merely a two-word review, just a shit sandwich. I will roll the record up and go to You guys ready? Ready? Which yeah, got, wait, got our beers? Wait, which, which? We're talking about whatever we want to, Patrick. Oh, okay. It's free, man. Just we, we can, just, we can oh, just do whatever we want Kevin to. Kevin and I were, were searching back to some of the old we podcasts were, this we morning, were. and then that's when you really just talked about whatever you oh, wanted. Man. <laughs> that, that, you that's that's some good mic. time. <laughs> if you if you could understand us, yeah, like through the haze of of the handle of bourbon, then. 
Maybe uh, you might have got some good content out of it. Those were the days when we thought we needed to do four albums on any given podcast. Oh, my goodness. But miraculously, they only went for like an hour, hour and a half. Now we do one album for like three hours. So we're going to try to do that today. So there would be an hour and a half of of, uh, recorded content that you would that would go out. (laughs) Recording sessions would take like six hours. (laughs) (laughs) It's painful, Uh, but you know we're gonna have a special holiday episode or mashup of all that stuff. So, Um, welcome back to the basement, Paul Patrick. Thank you. We are uh, gentlemen. We're about to bang him out here today. Podcast machine. Just uh, just sat down with the. the lovely Sarah Watkins today. That's going to be coming up in a few weeks, so you're going to hear that. Uh, but right now, we're going to talk about uh, when Miss Nora Jones. She's got a new album out. It's called Daybreaks. We're going to get to that in a in a second. Before that, we're going to turn to the internets and uh, a little bit of news. Searching around, you know, we like to. Uh, we I think we've explored the streaming wars, right? We we've gone to every oh, corner you could possibly. Once, twice, maybe. Yeah, yeah, but but but. but there's always something new. Always something new. Uh, this week, it, it was reported that if you are on the uh, Spotify free um, service, uh, which basically serves ads into your Spotify, uh, some of those ads were infected with malware. Which uh, quick definition of malware? Anybody? Just bad shit makes your computer okay, not good. run. That's, good, that's yeah. a good. That's a good definition. Yeah. Uh, and that prompted uh, mal from the French for bad. Oh, nice. Yes. Um, or mall. And so now, instead of a service just sucking, these services are are uh, are actually could take out your computer <laughs> and your hard drive and all that, all for the that's the price you pay for streaming music. Now, <laughs> uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go conspiracy theory because we're we're you know we're a month away from the election, and we have maybe a candidate, maybe some politicians who'd like to th- just say things. So I've heard. People saying that that maybe this is this is a hack from like some place like Title. I don't know if it's true, but maybe. What do you guys think? Is Title running for president? Is that what you're implying? I don't know. <laughs> Could Title run for president? If Title was born in the United States and it reached the age of 35, which I don't think it has, yeah, Title is not 35 yeah. years old. So, and Title will never be 35 years old. I'd like to no. see Title's birth certificate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, um. I mean, it is a wild out there possibility because basically somebody probably just hacked it. But what, what do you think about the idea that maybe one of these other companies was like, hey, I mean, I'm talking about corporate espionage. Right, right. Um, There's everything to gain. Yes, because I think that as we've discussed on some of the previous Streaming Wars discussions, so far Spotify seems to be winning, although Apple Music I think has done better than some people thought it would. <laughs> some people in this room. <laughs> some people in this room. Uh, and we all sort of make fun of title, but we all think somebody's going to buy titles. So yeah. uh, I don't know. That's pretty wild conspiracy theory and whatnot. I, I, I think it's a little disturbing in that. I, I don't know how, how many of the 40 million Spotify subscribers are not paying. Is it like half, do we think? Oh, no. It's 40 million who aren't paying. Who are not paying. No, I'm sorry. Flip that. 70 million who are not paying. They have 110 million subscribers. Oh, okay. 40 so million. 70 paying. million people may have gotten malware on their yes. computer from Spotify. Yeah. Ooh, that's rough. But I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. Is that only if you click on the ad? That's that's what I'm unclear. I mean, like, yeah, because I don't see how it how it how it opens how up, right? If it exe- how it executes, if it just well, you comes know, in people, your feed we right aren't there. in this room clicky type of people, but 
Is that sometimes with a Q or just, a CK? Sorry. Uh, yeah, sometimes <laughs> uh, people just get overwhelmed. And is this not a malware that was being blocked by like common malware screens? Super antivirus. No, no. I mean, they're, I mean, they're informing people. I mean, it's bad enough that they're the Spotify is informing people to uninstall Spotify oof. and reinstall the new. I mean, one. so they can't get rid of it by just the corporate espionage thing. Absent any evidence mm-hmm. of you that, I, I think it's, I think it's irresponsible well. to even speculate <laughs> right. about that at this point. I'm not speculating. Other people are speculating. I'm, okay. I'm saying it is. People are saying. irresponsible mm. for anyone to speculate about this without yeah. any kind of evidence. That's a serious. Okay, I won't say accusation. It's a serious bit of speculation right there. It seems much more but likely. People <laughs> it seems much more likely that it's some code that got slipped in, probably not even by the advertiser, but by someone in like the third party chain that serves yeah. ads to oh, products. Oh, Mr. Robot? Oh, see? I, so you're on board with this conspiracy theory. See, this, well, that this hit, makes the no, streaming no. wars exciting. Paul's but, theory is a Mr. Robot level theory that someone oh. on the inside, not, not, not the corporate sort of the head of the corporate snake itself from title or whatever but somebody with tyrell Wallet or somebody no, not, i didn't say anything about title it's because we don't know what I was the using pu- as an example we sorry. don't know what the purpose of the malware was right, right. so well of all malware just to be bad that's not usually the purpose <laughs> unless you're I mean, some like, name paul unless you're some uh, you know like uh, I think the malware makes you um, heart Paul, all Paul Abdul songs in any uh, format that you're not, listening that's to. That's not malware. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. Wait, hold on. Are we saying Kevin's responsible for this malware? <laughs> yeah. Why did all of your playlists all, all get changed to Hall and Oates? And Boston. <laughs> because the universe is just, Paul. And uh, and that's the way these things work. No, I mean, in all seriousness, I, mean, I don't... We I pay for both, but I don't really use Spotify that much, and I don't mm-hmm. I don't know though what I would do if I'm you know clicking through Apple and all of a sudden this starts getting infected. Uh, if if this is going to be a problem with this service, given the nature, it's it's an internet service. Uh, do you see people like actually abandoning streaming? Like, am I going to go back to my three eleven CDs because I don't want to get no, a virus streaming three eleven? Then you'd be abandoning the internet, like. Anything you do on the internet, you're offering, you're you're inviting some kind of code. That work. Like so, and and there's a fight against ad blockers uh, on iOS specifically, like apps. Like people uh-huh. have a real problem with it, and people are saying you shouldn't use ad blockers because then sites can't make revenue. Um, if well, newsflash: if you're just doing Google AdWords, you don't make revenue. But that's neither here nor there. You know, I mean, I hear you, Paul. I, I hear you in what you're saying, like that. Yeah, it's just the whole internet, but this is like a very specific like application. Yes, the it. internet's not a safe place. You just you take whatever actions you can to make yourself safe. Every so often, you're probably going to get a virus, and you clear it off, and you're done. We're talking about the internet, right? Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say. Right. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I think this is. I hate to say it, the quote unquote cost of doing business. I mean, I think. Maybe what's happened? It, it, you're, you're, I agree with Paul that we shouldn't go down the rabbit hole of allegations of corporate espionage because we have no proof or even a basis to really discuss it. But I, I do think the fact that it happened when Spotify has sort of been crowned the populist or pop, most popular choice so far for streaming by quite a bit, mm-hmm. that may not necessarily be an accident. Now, whether it's a competitor or somebody who just decided 
I want to stick this mal- Fuck Spotify, malware, yeah. malware on the world. And yeah. there's a really popular choice to do it. And all these people think they should get something for nothing. And I hate that and blah, blah, blah. I mean, who knows? Yeah, I mean, I think that it's a, definitely a case for Spotify to up its game in terms of quality control yeah. for its yeah. ads. Like, I think that's that's where the real responsibility lies right there. I think anybody who's providing content over the internet has to be aware that someone's going to try to slip malware in at some point. This is big business. Yeah, know, in other parts well, of the, well, other parts the, the world. Well, here's the other interesting side of that, too, though, is that all these other services are like, hey, we don't have a free tier, and this free tier is what is ruining music. This free tier is why... Or, and this is this is not true. Oh, wait, are there saying that, press releases saying this? Or they're just sort of arguing this in the... Arguing it in, like, conferences and, like, interviews and... and and they're saying that basically the free tier on Spotify is why artists don't get paid. That's not true. But that is the argument people are saying. So, you know, if it's somebody with that, like, idea in mind, then all of a sudden the free tier, I mean, it could be just be pressure on them to do that. Or guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Paul, you're just like, nah. Nah. I mean, if you if you want to talk cons- irresponsible conspiracy theories, you can say maybe Spotify planted it on itself to give them a legitimate excuse to get rid of the free tier. Oh, <laughs> is that what people are saying? Now we're getting into some. No one is saying that. No one is saying robot. I love that. That's amazing. Yeah, that's true, right? E Corp would be proud. Yeah, yeah. Don't, um, don't get me down the uh, the conspiracy rabbit hole. That's what I'm trying to do. <laughs> Go for it, man. Now, um, I guess the long and the short of it is that uh, if you are on Spotify right now, uh, then please, you know, be safe. Use protection. <laughs> <I don't... laughs> uh, and that means don't listen to 311, Eric Clapton, or uh, or Paul Abdul. I mean, that's right. Yeah, yeah that's where the viruses are. That's where sure. the viruses are. Uh, all Hollow Notes. If you don't have a virus <laughs> scanner, you can just play Hollow Notes, and it will get rid of it. And then, uh, yeah. If oh. if uh, you're listening to Hollow Notes and it suddenly redirects you to the Chunky Glasses podcast, do not blame <laughs> us. It's Kevin's malware. Well, it might happen. I don't know how we, we're supposed to like be in there. You can supposedly find us on Spotify, but I don't know how, and I've never been able to find us. But we're we're supposedly out there. Hmm. Maybe it's us. <laughs> Oh, all right wow. then. <laughs> <laughs> all right, if you guys are ready to talk about some Nord Jones, uh, last thing, uh, title hack Spotify, and that's the truth. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs>
is uh, the name of the track is Flipside, uh, and is off of one Nord Jones' latest album, uh, Day Breaks. Uh, this is her what, like fifth album, fourth album? Uh, at least, yeah. Yeah, we don't we don't need. Plus, any there's facts. the Puss in Boots stuff. Well, I'm, I'm getting. We're going to talk about that too. I would like to talk about yeah, that. Yeah, and uh, and this has actually been sort of sold uh, sold as the her return to jazz. I mean, she's been on Blue Night the whole time, and mm-hmm. she has sort of ventured out. She's done some pop albums. I believe we reviewed one. That's what you were looking for. Yeah, we did. Uh, it was it was podcast number six. Ooh, yeah. Is this Little Broken Hearts or whatever? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's kind of a strange album, but. Yeah, it is. It's a really I, uh, strange album. But, you know, we, I think we're doing that because Feels Like Home came out in, what, like, 2004. Yep. So now we're, like, what, 12 years past that? Uh, and, and it was, um, for lack of a better term, it was a great album, but it was it was the dinner party music Coffee for, house, for what, like, five years? A while. I mean, it, yeah. it, it was... It's probably still on rotation at Starbucks. Romantic, yeah. romantic yeah. comedy. You'd be, like, at a romantic... You'd see a romantic comedy on TV or a video yeah. or whatever, and just, like, suddenly there's just Nora Jones in the middle. Yeah. Yeah, and good for her. I'm sure she made all. Oh, the money she made yeah, a lot. Yeah, she absolutely of cash. did. And, and and you know she has the chops. I mean, this is you don't get on Blue Note for nothing <laughs> like that. Uh, and uh, and so she she's been traveling a little bit. She did the uh, Puss and Boots stuff. My personal favorite is is Little Willie's. Oh, I like Little Willie's. Little, Little Willie's is amazing. It's mm-hmm. it's a it's a country uh, basically all Willie Nelson covers. Yep, and her and uh, it's great stuff. But now uh, she is she is back to the jazz and. Um, I think uh, you know, Paul. You and I were talking. We may have another, another uh, one of these dinner party albums on our hand, right? Oh, I think that's probably the best description of this music. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that it it doesn't hit any big highs and it doesn't hit any big lows. It's just very uh, consistent throughout. So yeah, I think you could just you could put it on. You could have a conversation over it and. Uh, Nobody's going to probably sit up and say, what's that? But nobody's uh, going to ask you to turn it off either. At the same time, it occupies a weird space where you can actually sit down and listen to it. Like, I, I mean, you you were uh, emailing me, Patrick, about like who's playing bass on this. There's a lot of great horn work yeah. on it. So it's it's in a confusing space for I me. Mean, Wayne fucking Shorter plays in this album. Right. So. Right. And and so it's in a confusing space for me because it, it definitely does that, Paul. But But there are... In, there's enough on here that you're like, man, is this like it's it's hard to call it like great, mm-hmm. but it's hard to like push it into the background. Yeah, no, I mean it is, and I, and I don't know what you call that type of album. It's more it's more than competent, and you're right that there are some great players on here, mm-hmm. but I would not say that there's any. Um, I noticed much in the way of fantastic playing. Mm-hmm. Like there's there are mm-hmm. people who know exactly what they're doing and they're doing it extremely well. But it doesn't provide a showcase for any of the musicians. It's really that they, they lay the music down as a backdrop for a voice, which is what it should be for this for this type of album, I think. But nobody really gets a chance other than uh, there, there's a there's a horn solo. There's a solo on uh, is it poison? Peace. Peace. There you go. Yeah. Peace, the P one. Yes. Uh, that I thought was was fantastic. But other than that, you know, there's no jagged edges, and there's no place for anybody to to just kind of show off. Which, right, I don't know. That's just the ty- that's the type of jazz I tend to like is when you yeah, get yeah. the opportunity to to freak out a little bit and you let each instrument have a chance to to shine for a moment. And this is yeah, this, this is, is not free jazz. Yeah, no, no, no. So Patrick, um, what'd you get? Yeah, no, I like I like I think that it's I think 
just to put a uh, gild the lily on what Paul was saying, it's super well executed. Like the playing is pretty close to flawless. From all, I mean, it's Dr. Lonnie Smith, it's Brian Blade on a lot of the songs, it's Wayne Shorter playing sax on a lot of the songs. Obviously, Nora Jones is an accomplished jazz pianist and a very good singer, and she doesn't overplay her hand on a lot of the lyrics. Like, mm-hmm. it's just kept to what it needs to be to kind of make the song go forward. I think as an ensemble, and I know that there's mixed, there's different people coming in out of songs, I think it, like, works really well. Um... I think you can listen to this and pay attention to it and get something out of it um, more than more than maybe just a dinner party album, especially the first half. I think the first half's better than yeah. the second half. I, I think the way like the horns come in on Burn, yeah. like there's a weird, and, and it's some weird, yeah. something I don't often hear in, in a lot of Blue Note recordings, honestly. Uh, there's, a, there's some weird gating on the horns where it just sort of cuts it off. Uh, whether or not that's done in the studio or just done... Right, like right live, but uh, yeah. Proceed. Go ahead. Well, I think that no one's gonna um fall over in a fit of giggles or cry and weep uncontrollably to this album. Although tragedy is kind of a, 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 a may not be Paul's favorite song, but I yeah. kind of like that song. Um, but there are definitely emotions on this song. It's not to say that there aren't. It's just. The focus here is on execution and delivery and keeping things, you know, the the ship pretty tight, um, and really executing the the notes and and the rhythm and it's it's just well it, like everything about it is professional. It's really professional. It's a really professional yeah. jazz album, yeah. Um, which is a is a high compliment, especially in this era. I just don't. I I sort of agree with Paul that I don't think anyone's gonna, um play this at a funeral that's a bad example but or something like that <laughs> i mean i guess you could no you know you your, your uncle's cousin right, got right. ran over by it just uh... it's just it's just not like it's <laughs> some it's a decent amount of it is at a distance i do think she's um learned a lot as a songwriter because i feel like the what's yeah. the 2004 album sail away or whatever the hell it is uh, feels like home feels, feels like home sail like away. i don't know it's all the same <laughs> So I feel like there's a like me that that there's a few good songs on there and the rest of it is sort you of think filler. Come away with me. Come away with me, right? I I think that this, although I think the back half is a little weaker, I think that on a um, sort of overall basis, I think the songwriting in general, um, there's good structure, there's yeah, good yeah. technique, there's good songcraft. I'm sorry. After that, now I just really have to pitch the idea of a Nora Jones sticks cover album. <laughs> Well, then let's transition right into that. Nora Jones, we know you're one of our 12 <laughs> listeners. Uh, if you can make that happen, we'll record it down here in the basement for you. How about that? Absolutely. So the things I, I sort of didn't like, and I liked a lot of the songs, the, the things that didn't work for me as much, and it's weird because I know, I know we may talk about Puss in Boots. Mm-hmm. The Puss in Boots cover of Down by the River yeah. is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And it's almost because, is she playing guitar on that or somebody else? Uh, I think she is. Because she doesn't really she know how to play guitar. She generally plays guitar in the bands where it's well, not she known. she doesn't know how to play it as well. She plays piano. Yes. That's my take. And the lack of high-level proficiency in terms of that sort of works because it, it, it sort of captures the rawness of the Neil Young recording, who's not technically the most sort of sound guitar player he gets by on a feel a lot so i really like that cover of that neil young song on the flip side the neil young cover on this album 
which is called, uh, which is a great Neil Young song that I hadn't heard in a while, and I made myself go back and listen to the. Don't be uh, it's "Don't Be Denied," right? Um, I made myself go back and listen to the original again, and was like, "Oh, right, this is a great Neil Young song." Right. And the lyrics are really specifically Neil Young. It's like growing up, like you know, the the dad leaves and the mom moves the kids to Winnipeg, and then you go to a college or a school in a lat in Anchorage, mm-hmm. and it just was like, what is she talking about? Why is she doing this? Well, I mean, there's a history of of popular jazz like doing interpretations. That's oh, yeah. that's what they you know that eventually devolved, I think, into elevator music. I mean, right. that's, that's how that happened. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's I I am sort of interested in what like where this sits like what's what's the besides the she's a pop star right she was oh she is yeah i mean she is she is. You this, say no this album's gonna sell pretty well, well this in, in, in the pop sphere but but to she, the extent albums sell anymore this but, album will be in the top 10 in the u.s yeah, and that's not saying anything about our music that's yeah. just saying in the public it, it might eye. not beat the uh, Casey Musgraves Christmas album, though. No. <laughs> you want to review that, by the way? <laughs> no, I don't. I, I will. I, good, good, then we're going to. I will, I will but I don't want to. But it's not going to be good. You're, you're not allowed, Patrick. We, we I, already know your vote. I don't like Christmas music. Um, so. Neither do I. So this and is I don't like Casey Musgraves. Um, oh, no, but, but, you know, she's a pop star. And, and again, this is like getting in this more... Uh, it's it's clearly not hard jazz, but I, I'm trying to figure out like what the actual audience is for it, and I'm not saying that as like a slight because mm. it's it's good, but like who's who's doing this like these days? Where this, this popular uh, jazz that will reinterpret a Neil Young song, uh, that well, or do a Horace Silver song that frankly didn't need to be covered but if more sure. people go listen to the original then i'm okay with that kind yeah, of thing but yeah. but so who else is doing this type of stuff i mean is, is she Nel, sort of Nels like... klein interesting i mean that's what i was thinking about today is like if you put those two albums side by side you're talking about lovers yes yeah not not the two wilco album no no um i mean that to me I need to go back and listen to it again to be able to have a more intelligent conversation. But I think that the Nels Klein album is trying to do something similar to this. I just think he's a different, he has no interest in being popular, really. Um, I'm sure yeah. he has some interest, but Nels Klein answers to, other than answering to Jeff Tweedy, probably only answers to Nels Klein. So no, I, no, Nels, Nels just turned 60. Right. And he's played jazz his entire life, right. and he just got to do a project he's been thinking about since he was forty. Right. He doesn't. I, he doesn't. I feel like that album's more adventurous, even though there are a lot of yeah, covers on there. Album. Yeah, and I really like it. But and but there's a lot of really good playing on it. But I I do think some of it is the same idea of just really competent, interesting, um, trad jazz i mean this is a traditional jazz album yeah um and so is lovers in a way which is why lovers is interesting and my question was basically because i i don't get into traditional jazz like i I, i'm it's a literal question like if if you're if the real question is that i mean it's been a while i think since uh she made one of these but diana crawl does kind of the same yeah actually that's yeah. uh, yeah that's a good comp that is a good comp um let's hear a track right now what what one you guys want to play here you want to try peace or you want to try something else? I wouldn't play peace because, my opinion, the original is still far okay. superior. The horse silver. I would play burn. I would play tragedy. I kind of like because it, it sets the mood. Okay, it's like so. It's a very film noir uh, kind of track. 
Yeah. So this is a burn off of uh, Nora Jones' Daybreaks. Daybreak, you know that that is uh, that's very similar to the, her her earlier album, mm-hmm. uh, the one uh, feels like home, and you know that is one thing. I, and again, I, I'm not sure if this is a criticism or this is a a, a plus here is that this album uh, instantly feels familiar when you hear it. Oh yeah, yeah. There's Absolutely. no um, and I'm not sure if it's familiar. Nor Jones album, or just familiar, like all right, this is what I like. I think it's, I think it's just familiarity. Like you've heard this before, yeah. And it's not a bad thing. It's it's very it's very comfortable as far as as far as albums go. And like you pointed out, there's not a whole there aren't a whole lot of people doing this in a popular way right Mm -hmm. now. Um, so in some ways it's kind of refreshing, but it also because I don't feel like it challenges anything, it's hard for it to stand out. Like it's firmly in the middle but you don't always need challenge in a record and, and right. i'm saying i'm saying that as the you everybody you but also you i don't think you need always need challenge in you, the don't record. Always, you don't always need it but if you there's such a volume of music out there right now yeah that if you don't have a hook that makes you remember it then for me that the challenge is always what makes me want to go back and listen to this album again after we've done the podcast instead of listening to one of the 25 albums i'm supposed to listen to before the next time we get together or just that keep popping up in the feeds there's always the challenge of uh how do you overcome the novelty of the unknown 
um, and you have to have something Whoa. that really brings you back. That really brings you back to the album and that hooks you in. And this right here, like I like we were saying before, to circle back, this will go on to like a dinner party mix or just a okay, I'm uh, I'm I'm in a in a smooth groove, but I'm not just yeah. he's not going to think of. I'm not going to think of it as like, I have to listen to this album well, right uh, now. Uh, uh, go ahead, Patrick. You look like you're going to... No, you, you oh, should yeah. go. I, I mean, you know, last year, like I talked a lot about buckets and stuff, and, I, and I, I'm not doing that as much this year, but it definitely is. And I'm still... I can't figure out what it's replacing for me that I listen to like this, but it, it has slid into rotation. So now I'm like, if I want this particular feeling, I'm going to go for this record and not whatever was before that. And, you know, part of it, we're, we're sort of leaking into fall. And uh, fall's here, actually. So this is a good, like, fall record for sure. Yeah. I've been listening to a lot of Wreckmeister harmonies this fall. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that is. I don't even know what that but, means. But... Um, yeah, I, I sort of agree with, with both of you in the sense that I think, well, let's... Let's take it out to 30,000 feet. If you like Nora Jones, the first album or two, you're going to like this. Yeah. I also think other than, I mean, I like little some of Little Willies. I like some of the Puss in Boots stuff. I even like, what's it called? Broken Little Hearts. I like parts mm-hmm. of that. I even like the stuff. She's on that Rome album with Danger Mouse. Some of that is interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, she's done some cool stuff, but I think this is probably the, for me, the top to bottom most consistent thing she's done in about a decade. Um, so... If you're a Nora Jones fan, I think that's really good news. I think that um, if you're a Wayne Shorter fan, it's also good news because he plays really well on this. And um, if you're into traditional jazz, it's super solid album. Um, uh, I do think the larger question is going to be like, what is this something? What is this for other than um, dinner parties? You know, you could do work to this album. It's got like a nice steady (laughs) rhythm to it. It's not going to distract you too much. I mean, there, and there's a place for that kind of music. Yeah. I just don't think anyone's going to um, throw a huge party to this. Um, yeah. But but it's really nice. And you, if you spend the more time you spend with it, I think the more you come to appreciate the how yeah, solid that, it is. That's actually like where it, I'm at. It doesn't the get more... worse. It sort of just gets right, better. Right. It's but it's not. Of... It's not like uh, after four listens, you drop in and it locks, and you just go, "Oh, now I get it." Yeah, like it's, it's not, not no trying to be something. Moment, but right. it's just, it's just like, okay. consistently gets a little better each time because you go, "Oh, I didn't catch that little weird drum riff that Brian Blade was doing yeah. behind the whatever." Um, so there's, I think there's some really good stuff. I think lyrically, like tragedy. And the way she uses her head voice late in that song is really great. I think it's really pretty mm-hmm. and beautiful. It's a nice piece of writing. Like she's doing more with lyrics than she has before. So I think it's like somewhat of a return to form. Not that's that how, I ever I mean, thought she lo- selling it. Yeah. Not that she ever lost form. Well, right. maybe she lost form, but she didn't lose talent. Like everything she was in still had like yeah the mark of quality because she was involved with it. Yes. And it was adventurous. But this is more like getting back to why people fell in love with her. Yeah. So what are you going to do with it? It's really hard for me to, I'm certainly not going to pass. It's hard for me to say bye on this. I think I'm probably a stream. Um, It just doesn't, it like nothing reaches out and grabs me, but I I think it's a super solid album, especially the first half. Um, I will say that I appreciate the bravery of the Neil Young cover, especially having that she did one successfully before, but that's the one to me, that's the big misstep. I also think the Duke Ellington cover actually sort of works at the end. African yeah, flower for sure. 
Paul? Uh, it's a solid string for me. Yeah. Nothing more, nothing less. Nothing more, nothing less. Uh, I'm actually going to buy it. And the only reason I'm going to buy it is because I know I will listen to this probably every day. It's just it's just up in there, and it's just it it gets played in our house again. Like I said, I reach for it, but I I don't know why. So possibly this album involves mind control. Is well, what I'm she saying. is Ravi Shankar's daughter, so it could so be like I'm a deeper the spiritual okay. type of thing. I like that. I like that theory. But yeah, so so uh, yeah, Nor Jones Daybreaks. Uh, it is out in stores now and on streaming and all that stuff. So uh, go out and get it, or don't. Jones Day Breaks. Uh, that is our new album. Uh, that is our take on that. And, uh, you know, hopefully, if, if you, I can't imagine that you aren't familiar with Nora Jones, uh, but if you aren't, welcome. She's an amazing artist, and this is a good, good intro to her work. Uh, but if you're on the fence about this, you know, maybe we, we give you a little information that you need to, to figure this out. So uh, it's available everywhere. You can get it uh, on uh, like iTunes, you can get it on Google Play. Uh, if you're a vinyl person, go to your local re- record shop. Get that. She's going to be out on tour. She's going to be coming through here in Washington, D.C. next month. Hopefully, uh, we'll be talking to her. If we do, it'll be one of the last uh, interviews and podcasts we do this year. So, uh, great, great album um, for you to check out. Uh, I mentioned a gentleman by the name of Moses Sumney up front. Now, uh, Moses Sumney is a guy from Los Angeles. He's an independent artist, but he's... He just opened for James Blake, so he's got a little got a little swagger uh, going on here. Um, you know, some people say he's an electronic artist. Some people uh, say he's a soul artist. He has all of these things and uh, and doing some really cool stuff on his new album, Lamentations. Uh, Mr. Marcus J. Moore from Bandcamp introduced me to this, and uh, I thank him publicly now for, for doing that. Uh, this is just a rad little EP, so we've got a song for you to hear off it. It's called Lonely World. Uh, so if you're ready and uh, ready for your mind to expand a little, I think uh, I think we'll just get to it and hit it. Here's Moses Sumney's Lonely World off his new EP, Lamentations.
Lonely World from Moses Sumney. Uh, that track is the jam. The EP is the jam. Uh, I hope you dug it. If you did, uh, Lamentations is available uh, everywhere. You can get it literally everywhere. Uh, you can stream it. You can buy it. You can do what you want. You can see him out on tour. So I suggest you do that. I can't wait till he comes back to DC, and, and I'm sad that I had to miss this one. Uh, but if you've paid any attention to this podcast, you're not going to find me at a James Blake show. Uh, so that that's that's just how that happens. Uh, some of the things I miss out on uh, by not liking the stuff I, <laughs> I don't like. Um, that's our podcast for this week. If you like what you uh, you just heard, if you like what we're doing, uh, we do. Uh, we are technically a non-profit or a not-for-profit entity, uh, so you can subscribe to us on iTunes. You can you can leave us a rating there, give us some feedback. You can uh, do it on Google Play. You can do it on Mixcloud. We're on SoundCloud now. But you're also, if you look down on the bottom there, there's a little button that says Tip Jar. Now, what that is, uh, we're using uh, Stripe, which is a uh, verified and secured payment system, and uh, it gives you the opportunity to, if you like this, then you can say, hey, I would like to say this is worth a dollar to me. This is worth $2 to me. This is worth $10 to me. Whatever it's worth to you, uh, that all goes to like basically me keeping our staff happy. Uh, you know, I've been doing this now for four or five years, and the people who are down here are, are literally doing this out of love. They're doing this because we are all friends. This is extremely fun for us, uh, but at the same time, uh, if it involves even just, you know, your contributions cover a six pack for us to sit down here, uh, that is uh, uh, that, that that is much appreciated. So if you feel it, then do it. If you're not, no worries. You know, we, we've got this far. So, uh, you know, this is just sort of a bonus thing we're trying out. Um, coming up in the next few weeks, uh, we're going to be talking to uh, first of all, we're going to be talking about Teenage Fan Club. It's coming up Thursday. I just saw them, uh, and I uh, and I saw their opener, who is also going to be coming up because she stopped by when Skyler good good as. It was an amazing show. It was a good pairing too. You had uh, her upcoming artist in Teenage Fan Club. You all know those guys. Uh, it's a great show at the Nine Thirty Club. We're also going to be uh, so we're going to be doing that, and then the week after that, we're going to be talking with Sarah Watkins on Monday, and then we're going to be talking with Skyler good as. On that Thursday, and then that gets us around Halloween, uh, where we are finally going to be uh, getting to you our interview with Death, because Halloween, right? Uh, Death, the uh, the punk band from Detroit, the progenitors of punk, uh, had the chance to sit down with them while they were in town uh, for the African American History Museum opening. Uh, so it was a uh, it, it might have been a life changing experience for me. We'll see. Um, and we'll see if it is for you, but it's a great conversation. And then after that, uh, we have our uh, next pod jam with myself, uh, Casey Ray, and Marcus Dowling, uh, where we are sort of taking on country music. And then it's uh, then it's time to vote, kids. You know, uh, I know Virginia's is tomorrow, the cutoff for registration. But if you're listening to this when it comes out on Monday and you aren't registered, get, you know, I, I, I won't lie, I do care how you vote. Um, and uh, but but more importantly, I do care that you do vote. So uh, get out and vote. We're gonna have a link in the show notes uh, to tell you how to do that. This is this you know last minute uh, if you aren't registered, but it's not too late uh, wherever you are. So uh, we can take care of that. Um, so, so that's our podcast for this week. Uh, we thank you for listening, and we will be back in a few short days. Until then, 
Be good to your ears, but be better to your people. See you later. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> Kenobi!